they needed to slowly move up in their spiritual level to be able to be a clique compatible with Eretz soil and the Torah living a spiritual dicker life over there. The Prism of Torah podcast with your host Drabasaf Aaron Prisman. This week is sponsored El Ilunishmas Zev Yisrael Ben Avram. This week, Pashas Masse, life is like a downward escalator. Shalom to everyone. Baruch Hashem, Rezuiche. Today is to say a Dvar Torah that's relevant for both Bnei Chutz Laaretz and Bnei Eretz Yisroel. I believe that this week is Matos Masse, so we'll say something about Masse, because Masse is a parasha we lay in also in Eretz Yisroel and also in Chutz Laaretz. And the famous beginning is, Ele Masse Bnei Yisroel. These are the journeys of Am Yisrael. Asher Yatsu Meretz Mitzrayim who went from the land of Mitzrayim, etc., etc., and it goes on at length to say all the journeys that Bnei Israel went from place to place, and there are many, many journeys, and as we know, they were in the desert for 40 years until they came into Eretz soil. And the obvious two questions are the following, both asked by the Malbim, also in this week's Parsha, and also in another Sefer he wrote, and he asks, why did they need so many years and so many journeys until they eventually came into Eretz soil? Why did they need so many? That's question number one. Question number two, it's very interesting. When you have journeys to get to a certain destination, surely the main event should be written in the Pasuk. When you're saying, I'm going to, on a journey, you don't say from where you left. Maybe you do, but the most important thing is to say where you're going to. And that is, for some reason, not in the Pasuk. It says, But it doesn't say that they, and they were going towards Eretz Yisrael. Why that should be the main event? How come that is missing? Both these questions, the Malbim asks. And he says, answer. He brings down the answer based on the Mashal, which is the following. There's a person once upon a time that lived in the North Pole area and he wanted to come to an area that was very hot around the equator. So he went to get a suggestion from his doctor what to do and the doctor said you can't just go in one day your body has to get used to that climate it's very dangerous for you. And then he thought about it and planned out a whole chart of where he should go to which area and stay for how long and only then he can move on to the next destination and eventually he can reach the, destin- the final destination which is a very hot area because he came from a very cold area and the body has to get used to it. I don't know if this is fact or not but it makes sense it would be fact that when you throw a frog into a hot water or into a hot bath so if it's boiling it knows to jump out straight away but if you put it in a cold bath and slowly but surely you add more hot water to get it to a very to a very hot temperature then then sometimes they don't realize it and they just die so to hear the same idea he brings it as a mashal because he wants to say over here on a spiritual level something similar happened i.e. Bnei soil were not on the highest of levels as we know when they left Mitzrayim they hit Memtetsha and now in order to come ready to Eretz Yisrael with the Torah, they had to slowly remove 
all these layers of Tumah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the only one that knew exactly how they were able to do it. And through the process of all these journeys, of course, they had all kinds of Nisyonis, which is what life is all about. And the Malbin goes on to say that indeed we saw that they weren't on such a high level and they fell sometimes in the Nisyonis they had along the way. But eventually that is that was the cleansing process they required in order to come to Eretz Yisrael with the, the, the spiritual level they needed to have. And that was exactly the purpose of all these journeys. By this idea, the Malbim says he answers both questions. Question number one was, why did they need so many journeys and for so, such a lengthy period of time? Because that's the cleansing process that they needed. They needed to slowly move up in their spiritual level to be able to be a clique compatible with Eretz Yisrael and the Torah, living a spiritual dikkel life over there. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew that's how it can happen. Question number two is answered because the main reason they needed these journeys is because of that they came out from Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim is where they went to such a low level with their Tumah. And therefore, they had to now slowly remove those layers of Tumah so that they'll be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. So it's true that their destination to get to Eretz Yisrael, but the whole journey over here was required because they were in Mitzrayim. And that's why the Pasuk references Mitzrayim. So we really see two main ideas over here. Idea number one is that to be compatible to Eretz Yisrael, they had to remove their Tumah. And it's an idea, a famous idea we spoke in the past about A person has to remove his Tumah in order to be able to be compatible with the spiritual Helege and living in Eretz Yisrael. We know the Ramban and the Gaon, they both say how when a person lives in Eretz Yisrael, he has to be careful. On the one hand, you can get an unbelievable credit for the mitzvahs. Doing mitzvahs, you're literally in the palace of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every mitzvah counts so much more. On the other hand, you have to be very careful because when a person rebels in the palace, that's, that's the worst thing a person can do. Namely, we had to get ourselves prepared to come into Eretz Yisrael. But aside from that concept, there's another concept over here. And that is, as many Bali Musa hint, that this Parsha is hinting also to each person in his life. Everyone has a journey. Just like Bnei Yisrael had a journey from... Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael, so too we each have our personal journey in life. And that entails within it all kinds of nisyoinus as well. And our job is to do our best to, to do the tikkun for our neshama in this world, which is we have to try to la'amod ba and through oimed in nisyoinus we get closer and closer to Hashem. And that's what life is all about. And everyone has to work on themselves to realize this happened to me because that is what needed to happen to me. And I should be happy with it and grace it and, and, and be over the Shem through that. Whatever that is, a Nisayon, whatever tool I got, a certain house, a certain wife, it doesn't matter. We're only here to get closer to Hashem. Hashem put us here to, to get the opportunity to get credit for Olam Abba. So we have to realize that it's a stepping stone over here in this world. It's a prozdo, it's just a hallway. And if that, we have that vision clear, we'll be able to successfully go within our own personal journey. Chazal teach us that we have to be very careful 
because we have to continuously seek a way to grow. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us Nisyonis. It's also a Hichitimtzi, a way that we can grow and realize that even the Nisyonis are coming, this is for us, and a, a, a way for us to step up to the plate, as they say, and get close to the Kodesh Baruch There's a Mordek Gra that my friend, my Chavrusa Baruch Shechter, showed me. This week has been sponsored by Elunishmas, Zev Yisrael Ben Avraham. Thank you. Now back to the Devatara with Rabbi Safa Aaron Brisman. The girls on Mishlei, Perik Tesvav, Pasuk Afdalit. The Pasuk says, Or Chaim Lemala, your way of life should be always going upwards. Lamaskil, the person that realizes what life is all about. Because if you don't do that, you're going to reach rock bottom. Lemaan Su Mishol Mata, which is literally going all the way down explains the gra and says the following a person orachayim that's the way of life a person walking through life needs to and this is literally what he says always always tomid to move from one step to another step going upwards all the time midarga ledarga and if chas v'shalom he doesn't do that and he just stays stable and he says okay I feel like I got to a good place in life let's just chill out as they say Continue status quo, go on autopilot, and everything would be great. If a person doesn't continue to go up, he's going to continue to downfall and go all the way down. It is impossible, that he'll remain on the same level. A person is either on his way up or on the way down. We know the famous Parshas Vayeshev that Yaakov just wanted after all the Nisyonis he's been through he just wanted to take time out in life. And Rashi over there brings down <laughs> it's not enough that the tzaddikim will get tons of reward and ruchnius pleasure in the world to come. They want to also now get just chill out and on his level of course. And miyad kafatzalav rogzoshel Yosef HaKadosh Buh had to throw onto him another Nisayon that Yosef was taken away from him, etc., etc. So this, this Nikuda is very important, that life is about growing. Growing can be removing impurities that we have, like Bnei Israel did in their Masa'ot, as the Malbim explained to us. Life could be growing in many other ways, but a person has to continuously work, to work on himself, to grow and get closer to Hashem during our life over here in this world. This is also the reason for the famous Gemara and Sukkah that it says that both Tzadikim and Rishayim cry at the end of their days in this world. Why? The Tzadikim cry because they look back and like, we can't believe you beat this Yetzirah. This Yetzirah became so huge. It's like a big hill. How did we beat it? And the answer is because a person has to continuously grow. When he continuously grow, grows, then so too the Yetzirah has to continue grow, growing. If not, it's not a fair game. It's not a fair matchup. HaKadosh Baruch can't do optical illusions to give us the space to continue to grow and have our own freedom of choice. And the Rishayim, they didn't grow, they stayed in the same place. So the Yitzhara started small. It stayed small. They looked back and they started crying, how do we not beat this little thing? And the Yitzhara also knows this is the way to win the game. And the Yitzhara says to a person, just, just let me get you to do this. Just this little thing. But then he says, okay, now that you did this little thing, 
then let me do this other thing. And le'atlat, he creeps into ourselves, and that's why we always have to be on guard, as we spoke last week. On guard and not allow him to get into our territory of what life is all about. This is precisely what the Gemara in Shabbos, Da'af Lamed Aleph Amdud Beis says, that Rabbi Yechanan says over there, that Kodesh Buchu, sorry, sorry, that's a different Marimakoim, uh, this is precisely what the Gemara in Shabbos, Da'af Kufay Amud Beis says, that this is the way the Yetzirah works. Kach Today it tells you to do this, then tomorrow it'll give you a bit more to do, until it gets you to a point where you're Oyved Avoyed Azorah. And that's, that's what happens. So the Yetzirah knows that the way to get you is to slowly get you to spiral down. But we're saying even more than that, that if you don't work up your way, your way up, if you just stay stable, that there's no such a thing as the going precisely says this idea. There's no way you're going to continuously go down if you stay stable. But rather, you have to continuously going up, go up. And that's the idea. A good muscle for this is a downward escalator. That if you just stay still, the escalator will continue going down. You can find yourself going down. But you have to fight the current, fight the Yetzirah, and continually, continuously walk up during your nisyonis in life and your journey in life. And through that, you get closer and closer to Kaddish Bochum. This is also what Rabbi Akiva saw when he saw the water droplets going on the rock every, every day. No matter how hard the rock is, eventually it penetrates. When you continuously grow and move upwards, getting close to the Kodesh Bochum, removing the barriers, the tumah layers between you and the Kodesh Bochum, you get closer and closer to Hashem. And that's what life is all about. Before we end with the story, like our tradition, I'd just like to add a practical advice so how do you do this? How do you manage to keep focused what life is all about? And not just to live from vacation to vacation, but rather realize that this whole world over here, we're here to do, to do our mission, which is to look through, through the optical illusion and realize we're here to do Torah and mitzvahs and chesed and get closer to Hashem and do Ratzon Hashem. The answer is, as we spoke in the past, there's only one answer to that question. And, if, and that is, Irat Hashem, Iras Hashem. As the Gemara in Brachos says several times, the Gemara in Brachos daf vav amud aleph, and also the Gemara in Shabbos daf lamet aleph amud base, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world so we will be able to reach a level of Yirat Hashem. Yirat Hashem ensures that you realize it's a positive fear of Hashem, realizing what life is all about. Of course, when you reach a higher, there's two levels of Yirat Hashem. There is the awe type of fear, which is a higher level than just fearing Hashem. And then you can reach even a higher level, Ahavas Hashem. But when it's obvious to you what Yiras Hashem is all about, that is a constant reminder why you're here. And how do you get to that point of ensuring you always realize, realizing what life is all about? How do you reach that point of Yiras Hashem? That's through learning Musa. It's a constant reminder of what life is all about. And as I told you once, one of my rabbeim, Rav Davidovich Lita, I asked him once, we were learning together, Chovas Alevavos, and I almost felt like someone's trying to sell to me what life is all about. I asked him, why do I need this? I'm learning Torah, Baruch Hashem, and I see the infinite wisdom involved in Torah. So why, why do I need someone to tell me, listen, when, when you open the tap, the tap is just... That's not, you can't get upset at the tap if there's no water coming from the tap. It's not the tap that's giving you the water. It's from the water source. 
coming to the tap. If there's no water source, there's not going to be anything. You can't just put a tap in your house, etc., etc. That's how Chovas Elavavos speaks. He shows you that everything's coming from Hashem. If you're not getting Shefa and Bracha, it's, you have to work on yourself. It's a Kodesh Buch, it's the best for you. And he answered me, it's true. It's true that in your mind, you realize what life's all about through learning Torah, because you see the infinite wisdom involved in Torah. But that's not, not enough. We have to be Oved Hashem, also with our minds and also with our hearts. That's where this Tfilin Shel Roish, Keneged the Moyach, and Tfilin Shel Yad, that we know, the Tfilin Shel Yad, or Keneged the Lev. And it's not enough to know in our minds. As we say every day, three times a day, you should know it in your mind, but the biggest job and that's our job in this world. And this, this reality, this emes, we have to ensure that it becomes one with us in our hearts, i.e. emotionally has to be within us, and not only emotionally, but it has to be our instinct to realize. That's how you really judge a person. You see when he's going through a nisayun, how what's his instinct? And I want to share with you a story. I don't know how famous it is, Rav Zilberstein brings it down in his new Sefer. And I think it has to do with us. He actually also brings it on Parshas Masay, on a different Akuda. I'm going to use it just to show how even everyone goes through Nisyonis. And even through the Nisyonis, HaKadosh Buhu winks at us and says to us sometimes, don't worry about it. I'm trying to help you get to the right decision and realize, and I'm giving you a constant reminder that I'm with you. As, happen, as what happened when the brothers sold Yosef, everything looked down, but the Mephalshim explained to us that there was one, one Nikuda, one, there was light at the end of the tunnel, and that was that even though it's totally not customary for the Ishmaelim to have not good smelling stuff on with them, and that was what they were carrying. Usually they take neft and this horrible smelling stuff, but no, what they had on their wagons was what happened to be that one-off time, something that smells good. That's a, a way of HaKadosh Baruch telling Yosef, no matter where, what you're going through, I'm with you and it's all coming for me. And it's for your best. The story is as follows. In Europe, a long time ago, there was a 13-year-old boy who was the youngest of the Avrechim. That all they did is sit down and learn in the shul. There wasn't a proper yeshiva, they were learning a shul and it was freezing there in the winter. And seeing that he was the youngest there, he was the one, or came last, he was the one that had to sleep on the floor. He didn't have a bench, which was okay in the summer, but in the winter it was unbearable. And he was always freezing, and he, as a result of that, he went to sleep the latest out of everyone. And one day he gets a phone call from his uncle saying, I don't have any kids, and I want you to work in my factory. Whatever the factory was, I don't even remember. And would you come and work in my factory? And this 13-year-old this kid says, you know what, I, I can't take this. It's too difficult for me. I like the learning, but I, I, I just can't. Physically, it's too difficult for me to lie on the freezing cold floor, barely get any sleep. I can't wait. I mean, I, and, I said, and he said to him, sure, I'll come in a couple of days. That night, knocks on the, at, on the shul's door an elderly lady, and she says, and of course the only one that was up was this 13-year-old boy because everyone else was sleeping already. And she said, I brought some blankets because my husband just passed away and I want to give them over to people learning Torah. So he got one of these blankets 
and he was so excited and he went to sleep and finally he got a good night's sleep and the next day he felt he had more strength and he decided to wave off his uncle and he said, I'm sorry, but I decided I want to stay and learn. And lo and behold, that person became Harav Shach Zatzal, the Rosh Yeshiva of Ponovich. And the story doesn't even end here. Many, many years after, I don't have the safer in front of me, but it says the date, suddenly he tells his uh, grandson to, and it was a wintry, rainy day, to take him all the way to some cemetery in the middle of Eretz soil, which was somewhere far from Bnei Brak. And the grandson tried to say, persuade him, no, don't go, it's not healthy for you, it's really, it's freezing. He said, it doesn't matter, I have to go. He took him all the way there, took him out of the car. He thought to himself, this grandson, surely there's tons of people going to be there. It's a very chashu person if my grandfather's going, stopping his learning, going to all the way to, to here. But there was barely a minion. And the, and, and the Rav Shach said, Kaddish. And afterwards, his grandson said, okay, come, let's go, let's go. And Rav Shach said to him, you wait in the car, I have to stay for a bit. He said, no, it's unhealthy for you. It's not, he said, I have to stay. And he stayed in the freezing cold weather, in the raining weather, and he stayed, and he pondered just there for a while. And then he came in, he was ready to go, he was soaking wet. They went home, he wouldn't let the grandson ask him any question on the way. Finally he gets home, and the grandson asks him, please tell me, what happened here? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. I owe everything to this lady. It's through this lady that I was able to learn. If not, I would not have learned. I would totally have left. So it's true that she was, she was a messenger of HaKadosh Buhu, but it's all through her that I realized Hashem is with me and Hashem gave me a sign. You can do it. You can fight this Nisayon and you can continue learning. And through that, I got the Koychus to be who I am. How can I not just say thank you to this lady? I, I was... I was wondering what was going to happen with her and I found out when she passed away and I said I have to go to, to, this, to be Milave her. He said okay but why do you have to stay in the freezing cold weather for like 10 minutes after? So Rav Shach said, <coughs> which shows his such, on such a high madriga, and he said I had to stay there because I, rem- I had to remember the freezing cold I went through in Europe. And if it wasn't for her blanket, which of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent her to me, what would have been, what would have come out for me? It's only thanks to this blanket, the one blanket that saved me. You know, it's on that each one of us on our own journey will be able to realize in a continuous fashion what life is all about and continue to climb the downward escalator upwards step by step. Have a good Shabbos. Podcast produced by Eddie Podcast Productions. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share with your friends and family. Visit our website prismoftorah.com. You can find a sponsorship link on our website prismoftorah.com. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment.